I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Are you Tony Stank? Don't get technical with me. She needs to sort out her priorities. That's no moon. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Welcome to the A Plus Z Movie Review Podcast. I'm the A, that stands for Alex. I'm the Z, that's Zach. And we stayed home instead of going to a movie theater to take in the latest Netflix action thriller extravaganza, Chris Evans v. Mustache. The Gray Man. The Gray Man. We saw The Gray Man. The Ryan Gosling movie, Gray Man. Yes, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans stars in Netflix's The Gray Man. Uh, But before we get into that, thanks for coming. Yeah. Follow our Instagrams where you can see our quick thumbs up, thumbs down reaction to this movie, as well as several others over the weekend, including Nope and Where the Crawdads Sing. You can find that Instagram at what handle? Alex? A.Z underscore movie review. A.Z underscore movie review. And follow us on Twitter. A underscore Z underscore movie review because Twitter handles don't let you put periods. Yes. And we're committed to the to the handles already, so we can't change that. If we do, we'll let you know. You are the ones that have to adjust. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so the latest uh, from the Russos. Uh, the Russo brothers reuniting with Captain America. I mean, uh, Chris Evans uh, and Marcus and McFeely. They're longtime writers. And the Netflix trailer lets you know from the people that brought you Captain America Winter Soldier and Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. Did they do Civil War too? I don't remember if they did or not. They should. No, Civil War is fine, but I'm Winter Soldier was great, and uh, don't fix what ain't broke. But they all came back and uh, tried to give us... I mean, Winter Soldier, people like to point to as Marvel's political thriller, yeah. and uh, this certainly has all the trappings of your traditional political thriller. CIA, rogue agents, mystery men, and a lot of gunshots. Lots, lots of, of gunfire. So just real quick, let's just sure. What does Netflix say? The Netflix synopsis is nameless, fearless, relentless. The CIA trained him to be a ghost to exist in the gray. Now they want to make their most dangerous asset disappear. And that's it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's. The basic premise, but it's a little brief. Yeah, well, leaves we'll, out the key part of hiring a basically like <laughs> sociopath to try mm, and do it. But there, there's several sociopaths in this movie. It's uh, the main sociopath. This this movie definitely is much more than the synopsis, and we will certainly uh, get into that. But uh, before we give our detailed spoiler thoughts a bit later, Alex, did you like this movie? I'm going to preface this entire conversation by saying I do not like action movies. You took me to see Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. I think actually you took me to see a 007 movie first. We've seen a couple. No, I know, but James like Bonds, yeah. I in the theater, I think we saw Spectre first. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, eh, all right. It's James Bond. Cool. Then we saw Mission Impossible. And like I Mission Impossible six. I don't care what it is. The my response and I stand by it. I don't care. The one <laughs> my response and I stand by that to this day, as people can already infer by my reactions to your interjections. <laughs> I thought it was boring. <laughs> yeah. I just find action movies so just but you don't like action just for action's sake like yeah. i i love the mission impossible movies not for the plot certainly not i love the fast and furious movies and those certainly are not for the plot but if you can give me great inventive fast-paced adrenaline rush action then you can i can forgive a lot of a lot of your sins uh what's the point that's like i just to watch cool things blow up it must be a boy thing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it might just be. All of that to preface, I actually really enjoyed The Gray Man. <laughs> and this is not my Chris Evans rose-colored glasses talking. Like, I genuinely, I genuinely enjoyed it. Am I about to reach for it again anytime soon? No, probably not. I, I will happily watch Winter Soldier instead. But... I didn't feel like I was suffering through this one like I did Mission Impossible. Yeah. So thumbs up from me. Yeah. So it's that's it's an interesting turn here because you, in theory, have a high standard for an action movie <laughs> because anything else is just awful. Whereas based on what I just told you, I should have a pretty low bar for what an action movie uh, does for me. Um, I gave I I gave this movie a, a a mid. It's a it's a sideways thumb from me in my uh review, only because this movie yes the the fight scenes and the are are colorful and inventive. They have some really cool stuff going on in these fight scenes. Uh, there's a lot of them. It really feels <laughs> like this movie is just being. You're traveling around gunshot to gunshot. Yeah, uh, you're traipsing around Europe to just like blow up some trains. Yeah, and <laughs> there, there's a lot. There's a big, there's a huge shootout in the middle of the movie that like. You know what? Huh. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much. And because I was in the comfort of my own home, I actually like tuned out during all of that. Like I kind of like dialed back in just to see Ryan Gosling looking at a train like spilled out. In the esplanade of what, like Prague or something? I don't know. Yeah, I believe that one was Prague. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of colorful, intricate fight scenes. It's well, it's just. Do you want to just read your blurb then? Okay. Uh, colorful, intricate fight scenes, but too many of them. Uh, which again is a weird thing to say in an action movie like this. Uh, to me, this movie clearly aspires to be more than it is but it doesn't get there. And I think that's the difference. Like, yes, cool action scenes, but there's, it is doing a lot of stuff that is trying to make you elevate it to a different level. Like the fact that you get Gosling versus Evans, like that's a cool pairing of male lead actors going against each other. Uh, Roger Jean page is a great get, you know, as, as your supposed bad guy, but there's just a lot of these spoilers. Well, there's a lot of these threads that don't really go anywhere. It, 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 ultimately, my, my, my 
take that I wrote down in the notebook is by the end of this thing, it's just a huge mess. And it was cool throughout parts of it. But I think ultimately as a, as a complete, you know, string, it, it kind of falls apart. Uh, you know, the, the string phrase, if you will, it, uh, it, it doesn't hold up over the course of it. Is it an enjoyable couple hours? Sure. But I think this movie could have been next level because there's a ton that I like about it, but it just, it almost suffers under its own weight. So that's your sideways thumb. Yep. My thumbs up blurb says, not without its cringy faults, but still kind of fun. Yeah. And I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the cringe. There's, there's some massive cringe, but I, some of the cringe I like, like it's, it's trying to be a cheesy action movie in some places, but it's also trying to be that high level political thriller in others. So there's, there's a lot to go through. Uh, we're not going to go chronologically through this movie like we did uh, a couple of the other ones, just because we'd be sitting here for three hours telling you about all of it. Um, I'm so sorry. Yes. I'm looking through my notes now and I just, no context, so there's no spoilers. It just says, Ryan Gosling escapes a hospital? Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When we, when we talk about the amount of locations this movie is in, I think that's the other thing. It's just so, for, it, not frenetic. It is, it is, you're literally in a new spot every, like, three minutes. That one was one of my notes, for sure. I know I wrote it down, but I don't, my, the note was basically, like, it spares, I don't want to say it spares no expense, because I know Netflix spent, like, $200 million on this movie, but. Yeah, $100 million on the drone shots alone. But they, oh, here it is. The scale of everything is just so massive Mm -hmm. and you can really feel that like the russos took full advantage of breaking out of the great state of georgia soundstage (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I, marvel we didn't count the locations but there was numerous i mean as someone who follows blind items on instagram people were literally tracking this production all over europe they were everywhere all over europe a little bit in Asia, uh, probably just a soundstage that's made to look like uh, the CIA back in America. Uh, you go on so many different planes, trains, cars. Uh, and again, the drone shots. I don't, this isn't a spoiler. This is a thing that's come up in several recent movies, and not to mention the, the last truly big action movie that came out, we, I'd say, is probably Ambulance, uh, the Michael Bay movie. And he literally hired a teenage professional drone racer to pilot a drone camera through his action scenes and like through and around and up and down and over. And it's not as extensive in this movie, but there's certainly those big sweeping shots of the cities and going. There's a couple of the action scenes where you're really like kind of going in and out of a square and uh, that hospital one you kind of sweep through the cul-de-sac that leads into the hospital. It was a lot. I think if they had limited that a little bit, it would have been cooler. But because they used it so much, it was like by the ninth drone sweep, I was like, okay, yeah, you, well, you, you bought a drone for this movie. Thanks. I mean, like, to my point, they're not having to CGI it. They're not having yeah. to render it, you know, so they're just making the most of, of you know, being outside. <laughs> yep. Yeah, sure. Um did you like your boy Chris Evans? Now, 
preface, Alex loves Chris Evans. <laughs> loves the man dearly. We stopped everything. The world stopped when his puppy interview with BuzzFeed finally arrived in our lives. Yeah, I watched that on my lunch, and you got mad that I watched it without you, and I said, um, yeah. Well, you've been hyping it up for weeks and months. I wanted to see it with you. Well, I watched it on my lunch. You can blame BuzzFeed for that one. Well, he basically had a puppy on his upper lip in this movie. Oh, my God. No, he did not. <laughs> it was a bad mustache. Mm, um, my note here says Chris Evans is having all the fun. Yeah, he, and he's eating it up. You can tell he is absolutely loving playing this like snarky, relentless, literal sociopath. Yeah. Their words, not mine. Yeah. Um, he gets all of like the sassy lines. He gets to throw the tantrums. I thought like his styling, like the clothes, was sure. was good. Sure. Um. I enjoyed him a lot. I think the tantrums towards the end, mm. the f- like the final, yeah, the final scene, which I won't, or not final scene, but his final yes. scene, the the climactic fight with Ryan Gosling, um, in the fountain. Yeah, I won't spoil any of those details yet, but um. The tantrums at that point, I was like, oh, all right, come on. Yeah. Can someone just kind of kill him yet? Yeah. But like I said, I think he was having the most fun. Not to say that there wasn't cringy moments as well. And honestly, um, this is going to be a hot take. But I thought the stash worked. Oh. I don't want to keep it. I'm glad it's gone. But for this, for this character. But for this, it, it worked. Okay. It's better than the Broadway one, because that one was full cop, which was supposed to be because he was playing a cop. Yeah. But this yeah. one was much better. Okay. I, I mean, <laughs> sure, I, I get it. Uh, and maybe it helps him play the villain up a little bit, but um, I don't know. Uh, we'll 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 dissect all that here in a second, but uh, that's my quick thoughts on the uh, B character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, we'll we'll get into the gosling of it all uh, in a second too. Um, but yeah, before we get into our spoiler, just last roundup of the non-spoiler thought. You liked it. I did. I thought it was fine. Either way, I don't think that it's a bad way to spend an evening, but. Yeah, if you're just if you're the type of person like we are where you kind of just want to know what everyone's talking about or yeah. not even what everyone's talking about but you're just willing to invest your time in in the thing that the industry is telling you to watch, which mm-hmm. we do. Um it's not it's 2 hours. Yeah, I wonder and so it's not bad. This is a, a different question too cuz we have so it came out in theater. It's a Netflix production. production. And it came out on Netflix this past weekend, but it was released limited in limited theaters the weekend before. Uh, and we had thought about going, but it would have been like a 30, 45 minute drive to the theater. And it was up by where you work already. And we didn't want to like travel all over the, the, the county to, to take in this movie when we knew we could take, get it home in, in just a few days. Do you think this movie would have played differently for you on the big screen rather than at home? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't I don't have 
the hard stance on that that some people do. Like, I enjoy going to the movie theater. Like, I, I enjoy that experience. But I am just as content taking in new releases at home, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I think it would have been more or less the same. I think if we had seen it in the theater, maybe the action scenes would have bowled me over a little bit more. And I would have maybe said, given a more wow. Yeah. Whereas when I'm at home, the action is satisfactory on, on our TV. It's not like we have a small TV or anything. Sorry, should I have ponied up for the commercial grade 86 inch? That's also a whiteboard. No, that's all right. Um, <laughs> but I think because the action scenes didn't blow me back as much as they might have in a theater, I'm going to pay more attention to the plot threads that are bothersome or don't really have a resolution or things like that. So um, I think that's where, where I land. Well, I mean, I think part of why I liked it so much is that there is more plot threads to it. And maybe There's definitely a lot of it going on. Yeah. And uh I appreciate that. It's not just Tom Cruise awkwardly running from plane to boat to car to tank talking no. to people whose names never get mentioned. Well, they don't need to. They're not Tom Cruise. It it's like the one thing in action movies or or the these like types of, of movies same with like inception is like they never say the characters names ever and i have i just have no idea who anyone is and i don't like assigning character names by the actor because you know generally actors don't like that so i want to like acknowledge the character and 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 you know dive in that way sure they put work into it yeah, yeah, exactly. Like recognize their art. I get it. They do the great job with that in this though. Like Ryan Gosling was Sierra Six. Chris Evans is Lloyd Hansen. Yep. Lloyd for sure. Mm-hmm. Um Regé Jean Page is Denny. Exception being Anna de Armas, who like I like who cares? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh Anna yeah, Ar- Anna, Anna de Armas, Armas is, is here. in this movie. <laughs> she she is literally just here. Uh, well, again, we'll we'll talk about that. In a My second. note, I can just share it now. It's not spoilery. Once again, unimpressed with Anna de Armas. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of Anna de Armas action movies. She was great in Knives Out, a movie that we didn't really like all that much. Yeah, well, that was her first. I think that was the first big film she was in. And right? It's just been downhill since. Well, she's kind of played the same. Like she, you could say that the character she plays in this movie is the exact same character in No Time to Die. She has a little more to do in this one than uh, she did yes. No Time to Die. She, she did a she... lot of press for No Time to Die <laughs> to do fuck all in that movie. She definitely more confidently holds a gun in this movie than she did in No Time to Die, <laughs> where oh she just kind of waves around an just... assault rifle. The Her like video clip that was in like all the promoted tweets, Yeah, where she's just... It was like training. She was doing stunt training with the gun and it was just awkward she's like does the move and then stands there waiting for the next guy to come out oh man it was rough and it anyway she she had a little more to do this time around i still you you want to talk about like interchangeable people (laughs) that could have been anybody yeah put vanessa kirby in there oh oh she would that would have been great 
Yeah. And, <laughs> and she's she's been great in the Mission Impossible movies too. Come to come to think of come it. Come to so. think of it. So. Um All right, let's let's stop talking around the plot. Let's get into this thing. Uh spoiler discussion for The Gray Man. must be Lloyd. What gave it away? The trash stash. It just, it leans Lloyd. All right. Spoiler talk for the gray man. Ryan Gosling. (laughs) You want to start with Ryan Gosling? No, I mean, he is the gray man. He is the gray man. (laughs) Um, I think we should start with the, as we said, the, the main thrust of this movie is the, uh, fights and the action sequences. Um, we, I mean, it starts off literally with a bang, uh, Bangkok, Bangkok, uh, balloon firework fight where, uh, Ryan Gosling starts it off by stabbing a dude in the neck with a chopstick. Well, let's backtrack a little bit. He's given this assignment from director of the CIA, Reggie John Page. I don't know if he's the direct. So I'll get into him, but he. So he's kind of yeah. like the boss man in all of this, he, in this, he, yeah. in this operation. Sure. And he's been told to kill this guy. And Ryan Gosling is very expertly directly underneath this guy, like one floor below and has eyes on the shot. But a kid gets into the line of fire and. Gosling does not pull the trigger, which upsets Regis-Jean Page. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's kind of interest, an interesting start to an action movie. It show, it, it, I will say, as a, as a compliment to this movie, things like that and several other little details, they do a very good job early on of subtly establishing all these characters' histories. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of good show don't tell, um, you know, the, talking about like, oh, uh, Chris Evans and Rachel John Page and um, Jessica Henwick. Jessica Henwick. They all went to Harvard together. And uh, when uh, Ryan Gosling's trying to escape this situation he gets in, he goes to a cargo pilot and they have like this little repertoire and a little handshake thing. And it's like, oh, clearly they've worked together before. They like they, they do a lot of things where you say, oh, these people have a relationship or I understand a little bit more about this guy. And, you know, you there's the thing with Ryan Gosling and, and a kid plays a big factor later with Billy Bob Thornton's niece. Right, but but in this context, like we're starting the movie off, we want to really set the bar. Right. Ryan Gosling has a gun and a target, and he doesn't shoot. Right. So you're kind of like, well, all right, how's this going to go? The bad guy's literally getting away, and then all of a sudden, you kind of see Ryan Gosling very covertly, like, as you said, stab a guy with a chopstick. Stab a couple of guys with a chopstick. And then whatever else happens, and like balloons pop. One by one, he's picking them off until he gets one on one with a bad guy. Well, what we think is the bad guy. Uh, in this scene, he is labeled as the bad guy. Yeah. So they go fight on a fireworks barge, and that's where the plot kicks off of where Ryan Gosling, we know him as Sierra Six. He's part of a uh, this elite squad of, well, not maybe not elite. Yes, elite squad. Uh, 
but they're all individuals. They work in the gray, as they say, the gray man. Uh, they're all former convicts that have been convicted of some sort of murder, usually. Yeah, and handpicked by Billy Bob Thornton to not spend time in jail, but basically serve a life sentence for the CIA doing their bidding. Yeah, and it, it's not it's not like a Jason Bourne situation. It's they use you when they need you. It's not a you know he's not going on missions every week maybe, but uh, anyway, uh, the guy he's go, supposed to kill turns out he's Sierra Four, and that's where we learn that Reggie John Page is trying to. Essentially eliminate this Sierra program because he came in after Billy Bob Thornton left his job and all of that. It's it's like a little too. This is what I'm talking about, where there's like layers upon layers upon layers of plot, of plot, of plot, of plot. Um, but I don't want to get bogged down with the the bad stuff yet. So we'll we'll get to the Duke. That whole bit was visually very stunning. Yes. It really, like I had mentioned before, it set the bar for like what we were expecting in terms of sure. visuals, in terms of just sheer scale of everything. The like, colors, the no cinematography. Spared. Yeah. It just like the, the outlines, the backdrops. Yeah. It's just a very a very cool way to open the movie. And you know, that's it it, it got me, you know, early. I was like, okay, if you can give me more of this throughout the movie, I'm 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 in for it. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, and then we get a little little break, but not not too much of a break. <laughs> right. We learn through this experience that Regis-Jean Page is doing an American accent. <laughs> yeah. How do we feel about that? I, I wrote that down. Uh, Me American too. American accent. Um, Regis, American dash untrustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if I label him as untrustworthy. Just it was like. I expect that's the first time I ever heard him not right. Speak he's, that way. He's made himself famous by being a British duke. Yeah, and now he's this uptight American, American glasses <laughs> bureaucrat. <wearing>. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the ne- the next big action scene, which again isn't that far away, uh, after Ryan Gosling's able to escape all this, he needs a way out. He gets on an airplane and. Wouldn't you know it, he gets double-crossed on the airplane, and everyone on the airplane starts trying to attack him. And so, airplane fight. Yeah, I think I think my realization with the train later on is also what kind of got me through this, because I was like, oh, they're going to have a fight in the air. They're going to have a fight with a parachute. I understand that action movies generally try to one-up themselves raise the bar but i was like this this is silly yeah he this is just silly. you know he he knows the guys are coming up on him even though how could he know he was asleep yeah but he hits him with a fire extinguisher and then uh the plane starts to rip apart because a gunshot went off and then uh the the engine catches on fire then the plane's gonna crash and then he's in a free fall and he fights a guy for his own parachute in midair it's it's just silly again yeah just raising the stakes like okay great this would be fine if we were like 45 minutes into the movie but it just it feels like it feels like a broadway musical right and what i mean by that is there are some musicals where it's just all song but then there are others where the speaking parts are just there for interstitial reasons. 
just to announce, just to get you from the end of the last song to the start of the next one. And that's almost what I feel like here, where the fighting action sequences are the musical numbers and all the talky bits are just trying to get you from the end of set of the, the final thing to the setup of the next one. And then once that one's resolved then the setup to the next one, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, then we go with a little flashback where we meet uh, Billy Bob Borton's niece. Uh, Does and, she ever have a name? Is uh, it Claire? That sounds yes. wrong. I think that's right. Um, Again, a, a small little fight scene, but interesting because it's in the dark with a flashlight, kind of a small hand-to-hand minute, but that happens. Oh. I just wrote down flashlight fight. Yeah, her name is Claire Fitzroy. And in discovering this, I've learned that Anna de Armas's character was named Danny, D-A-N-I, Danny Miranda. I don't know if they ever said that. Um, <laughs> Thank you for proving my point. Uh, then we flash back in the future. Uh, oh, that's you mean the when, present. Right. The, back from the, yes. <laughs> and that's when Ryan Gosling gets captured again. Uh, and in the bottom of this trap door pit, Again, very inventive stuff. He's trapped in this pit. How's he going to get out? I thought the trap door was fun. The trap door was I fun. I actually didn't expect that. Well, I you, could you, sense you, that he the, was looking around. Like, the, you knew something was happening. I could sense that the guy was shady. Yeah. But. Trap door. All of that is what really started to kind of, like, kick my, my sense of, like, the writing style. Um, or heighten it, rather, in that, you know. I've never cared for the um the f- the spy like code talk like mm-hmm. oh I I could use some dry cleaning oh what kind of service oh I need a this 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 and it means he needs like a license a passport and whatever like it's so cringy always always um but I like the trap door that felt a little like old school and fun uh yeah, and how how would he get out of this? He didn't have any of his <laughs> ability. Oh wait, he somehow makes a pipe bomb. He had just the right amount of materials, the right amount of uh, gunpowder in his bullets, and and access to the water line yeah. to to get to, him to swim up to the. T- oh, just happened to be a pipe that he could knock off with. That's just some his action pair of movie bullshit. To undo it and flood it, and think when Chris Evans arrives, big explosion. He oh, fights his way out of there. Well, can we just touch on the flashback part where he meets and befriends Claire? Because Claire has a heart condition. Right. And she has a pacemaker. And I thought the premise of this pacemaker was really fucked up. Because she has an incident where Ryan Gosling has to take her to the hospital. And the guy at the hospital says, oh, it's like low jacked or something yeah we we got we got alerted that this had happened 10 minutes before you got here right i feel like that's really kind of stupid for someone associated with a government operative yeah but maybe they didn't know that but it just i understand i understand like the health side of it like why do we need that in real life yeah but but as soon as the other thing is it's it's one of those movie things that they announce that and you're like oh he's gonna track her later huh if that gets into like chris evans's hands right 
he could totally just like you know like we've said he's a sociopath he could have killed her like i literally it just made me very nervous i didn't i didn't love that at all yeah um to end the the trap door fight our first confrontation between uh gosling and evans ends in ryan gosling dropping a grenade between the two of them and they run away uh it was it was brief very brief there there there's a main commentary not i guess main commentary but there are people that are saying like that they didn't love the chemistry between gosling and and evans and it's it's fleeting in my opinion i just they they aren't really together all that no. much it's hard you know people are like oh well maybe they didn't get along and that's you know whatever and you know ultimately that's fine you don't have to like everyone that you work with but it just it just seems like they're not they're not really together a lot in this yeah. movie but too. when they are when they are i think it works and we'll, yeah. we'll talk about the the, the quippiness between the <laughs> two of them because that's the other part that i love about this movie is the quips but we'll, we'll get there the writing i noted the writing teeters between natural awkward and cringe like there are moments where this that really the conversations do play like how normal people would talk it doesn't feel like written dialogue but then there are times where it's just like a little like i don't feel like a normal person would say that and then there are times where it's like i'm uncomfortable with you speaking please do not do yeah. that uh and into armis out of nowhere because i don't know what what she was doing she just somehow she got from berlin to prague in the span of like five minutes not gonna question that like i guess a secret portal or something um she rescues ryan gosling they talk end up going on a new trip to uh the uk where were, where was she at the 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 black woman the uk former uk bureau chief Oh man. They were I, oh uh Vienna. Vienna, yeah. Or he was in no, they went she got from Berlin to Vienna and then went from Vienna to Prague. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep track of this. Uh and once they get there, the MacGuffin of this movie, which doesn't ultimately matter, uh, is this drive that's in a necklace that has blackmail on Reggie Jean Page's character. Anyway, that's where he he got it off of Sierra Four way back in the beginning. He mailed it to this woman. She encoded it. Alfrey Woodard. Yeah, she gets there, or they both get there, but Chris Evans is not far on their trail, uh, and another firefight ensues. And this is the firefight to end all firefights in this movie <laughs> because there is. Uh, he kills Alfrey Woodard. Well, <laughs> the they break into the apartment, and she is she's already announced that she's terminally ill with cancer. So she's cool with going out uh, as she leaves the stove on and then lights it and blows up uh, all this crew that's been sent. And then Ryan Gosling has to fight the cops and he gets hit by a car and then he gets arrested by the cops and he gets handcuffed to a, a bench. park bench. And then Chris Evans's a crew comes in. Chris Evans's B crew comes in. They shoot all the cops. They're shooting the incoming cops. The SWAT team is coming. They're Jessica doing, Henwick is losing her mind. They're doing an actual war with the SWAT team of Vienna in the middle of the town square or Prague in the middle of the town square. And somehow Ryan Gosling is not getting shot. I will say <laughs> this movie made Ryan Gosling look very good. 
Yes. In terms of like his ability, because like the dude is literally. I mean, it, we are all Chris Evans in that moment. Chris Evans is, is in his control room, and he's like, how hard is it to shoot one person? How can we not shoot the man handcuffed to the bench? I think is what he says. Um, he says both. Yeah, it's... Yes, the, the question of we're killing cops now. It, this is where the movie just went bonkers. And then to get out of this craziness, somehow Ryan Gosling yeah. gets a gun. And... <sighs> <laughs> well first the first gun he tries to he kills a bunch of the guys coming at him no more bullets for him to shoot off his handcuff gets another gun from a dead police officer gets his way out of there finds his way to the train as you've as you alluded oh to so God, far yeah uh it was is so annoying cutting back to evan's control room yeah because the jessica henwick character is there she works for the cia as like Reggie Jean Page is number two or something. Um, yeah, something like that. All she does the entire time is like, bitch. All she does is whine. And, and she's suppo- I think she's, she's supposed to be the conscience. It's just so annoying. She's supposed to be there to acknowledge that this is wrong. We shouldn't do this. She's like flipping out on him. Well, I mean, On yeah. saying like, oh, you, we're killing cops now. And it's like, you lady are knowingly working for a corrupt CIA. And you're upset about killing cops? Come on. Yeah. Like, I guess this is a good time to just kind of off-road to the plot of this movie. The, the main stage plot of Ryan Gosling getting away from all the people attacking him. Yeah. Uh, sort of makes sense. I think every other layer of this plot makes no sense whatsoever. I Like, Regé Jean Page is... The supposed big bad of this whole organization. But we're told several times that, oh, the old man is pulling the strings. And who is the old man? And who is actually running this? Never explained. Never wrapped around on. Uh, they have this blackmail that's going to take him down, showing that he's corrupt. Which just kind of gets washed away by the end of the movie. Uh, it's explained that Jessica Henwick is in charge of this operation now. Because Reggie Jean Page got in trouble and then he had her try to go retrieve this the first time and she messed up. So now it's her fault. But why? Why is it her fault? It never really because talked she about. Failed. Right. And Reggie Jean Page is just a, his own level of sociopath. Yeah. Well, that's uh, how they're all buddies. It's just. They're. There's so many plot threads that just like don't aren't aren't fully fleshed out or, or or again like Anna de Armas. There's a whole plot of like her getting benched and her coming to save right. It's like what was she? What was her? What was her fault? Why did she get roped into this? Because she was supposed to know that he was gonna go rogue, and Regé Jean Page got mad at her for not knowing that he was gonna go rogue. And so I guess she's just like a liability. So he does everything he can to paint her in a bad light to like bench her, as you say. And then and then it's like, OK, well, that loose end is taken care of. Now I can go yeah. on with my own plan. Yeah. And then the Chris Evans of it all, like <laughs> he is portrayed as the guy that will do anything to get the job done, including Private sector, 
including having like a full scale military operation in the middle of Prague that got caught on the news. That sort of stuff you don't just wipe under the rug. Like that yeah. doesn't get forgotten. Like that's just that was that was the one part of the the one action scene where it's like, okay, the plane crashing, maybe people don't see that. Okay, this private party somewhere, who knows what could happen? It got obscured by the fireworks. But this is like armies battling in the middle of a town square with policemen being killed, and I'm, I assume plenty of random innocent citizens. Uh, it's this is the messy. Sort of, it's messy. It's they talk about that messy. though. Yeah, and they they that's what Jessica Hamlet is there to 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 ascribe the messiness to it. I don't know. Ugh, it, she it, was so annoying. It was just that was hard. But hey, question. Yeah. What size shoe are you? <laughs> I don't want to talk about the quips yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. We'll I'll ask it again later. We're all, we're almost there. Um. So we go from this big shootout in the train and all that and Anadarmus and Ryan Gosling somehow get away again to get to a hospital to where we now have a hospital fight where uh, Sexy Tamil Friend Sexy Tamil Friend shows up who has a name. Do you have his name? Avik San. The, that's the character's name? Yeah. Or a- no, his, he's, is he Lone Wolf? Yeah. A-V-I-K. Oh, space interesting. Wikipedia just lists, lists him as Lone Wolf. Well, I'm on IMDb. Interesting. Um, they have a fight. He retrieves the the necklace and... With the Regis Jean Page info. Right. The MacGuffin. Uh, yeah, the thing that is like the thing they're fighting over the whole movie that gets crushed at the end of the movie for no reason. Um... Again, Gosling, uh, what did I write down here? <laughs> Gosling backslam? What? I don't know what I wrote there. Um, anyway, a, a big fight there ensues. Motorcycles. He throws the gun to Anna Arm. She doesn't have any bullets in it. terrible banter about not, don't, don't not throw throwing a, loaded, a yeah. loaded gun, which, like, I get, but it's like, I... The third time hearing that conversation, I'm just, I'm done. Uh, eventually, this leads to the big final confrontation. Again, this is fight, what, eight, nine in this movie? Uh, and this goes on for quite a while, where they're holed up in some large estates uh, in Croatia. Uh, Ryan Gosling and Anadam Armas have arrived to this estate, having tracked Claire's pacemaker mm-hmm. and billy bob thornton is there too being tortured his, his fingernails getting ripped off and somehow anna de Armas, all by her lonesome takes out three teams of trained operatives by herself seemingly uh ryan gosling sneaks in behind everybody to save billy bob thornton and uh and claire uh <laughs> he's getting out uh anna de Armas again is shooting and doing the whole thing and they blow up the command center uh chris evans is wise to he's like oh no he's in the house and gets out of there before they blow up uh and then he and his little goon squad are trying to follow ryan gosling fight 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 <laughs> billy bob thornton goes to blow himself up as a as a decoy because he got shot in the in the 
frame to oh, which... Oh, and what, is, what does Chris Evans <laughs> say once he realizes that Billy Bob Thornton has a grenade? You douche! You douche. And then throws his own bodyguard in the way and jumps what off. What a stupid thing to say. Like, I get... I know we don't want to get into the quips. I literally wrote that down. You douche, oh, I LOL, wrote it down. okay. I wrote it down. Like... I mean, I that like was, I said, I know you don't want to get into the quips, but that one, that was I'm one of my sorry, favorites. that's so, oh, that was one of my favorite so ones. So bad. <laughs> so bad. Um, and then we get the final, well, th- right before the final, they, they're f- fighting over the girl, essentially, right before uh, the final, final confrontation. Uh, oh, we Chris learned- Evans takes a flare gun to the back. <laughs> Claire shoots Chris Evans with a <laughs> fucking flare gun. And right before... She does that. I said, oh, my God, is that a flare gun? And mm-hmm. then she pulled the trigger. Yeah. And, and then the, Chris Evans loses a couple fingers. For the rest of the movie, fingers. there's just this red circle on his shoulder. And then where does the final confrontation have to take place? A hedge maze. Because, sure, of course. Because it's Harry Potter 4. Uh, eventually, they fa- get to a fountain. Worth noting, sexy to me, old friend completely pointless oh he uh once he realizes that chris evans was going to kill uh claire he's like oh this man is not honorable here is the necklace that i stole from you in like scene two of the three that he had yeah just very very quick turn for him boring um so yeah we're back to the hedge maids they find a fountain they're gonna get him in line to get shot by anita armis from a sniper and then it's like no 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 we gotta have the mano a mano fight Which is actually kind of funny. I, I, I did enjoy this. What are your final notes fight. for this final fight scene? I have I have I have three. I have uh fight, uh pebble in shoe, uh spit, <laughs> uh ah that stings. Oh, the pebble in the shoe. Uh Chris Evans butterfly knife. Uh do you miss your fingers? Uh and then uh, the quip, another quip. Wait, okay, because I have that one too. Would you like to say it? I will. So, firstly, my notes being... <laughs> this is, is this one he's, he's flipping around the butterfly knife, right? And then he says yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. So, firstly, my notes being, this fight was very anticlimactic. It's just two dudes fighting in a fountain. I, do, I did, like, knowing, like, the, the big kind of lead actor pillars that Ryan Gosling and, and Chris Evans are, for them to finally get the head-to-head collision was kind of cool the most time they spent together yes. in the entire movie absolutely and they were busy fighting each other which is why i don't like to entertain yeah. the the commentary that these two didn't have chemistry because it's like they weren't together long enough to like yeah. establish any yeah. the anyway la- the last note i have before the quip was uh gosling evans water wrestling <laughs> which is basically what that is. So Chris so Evans my, f- flipping around the butterfly knife. My notes were anticlimactic, mm-hmm. awkward, Lloyd Tantrum's tired. <laughs> Cause like you were tired. No, no. Like I'm oh, tired he- of them. Like, so <laughs> he has the wound from the flare gun and then Ryan Gosling like slams him into the fountain and he stands up and he stomps his feet and he's like, that stings. And I'm like, yeah, what are you doing? But the quip of all quips. <laughs> get it together. He's flipping around this knife. Yeah, doing the, the cool guy butterfly knife and trick. And he says, see if these moves fuck. <laughs> Let's see if Let's these moves fuck. Let's see if these moves fuck. I, what? Spoiler, they don't. 
Um, because <laughs> out of nowhere, Suzanne comes in and shoots Chris Evans in the chest. She's Suzanne. Suzanne being uh, Justin, Jessica Henwick. Jessica <laughs> And then she shoots Ryan Gosling in the leg. And then Spoiler alert, they just do like, not. My my immediate note after that, Jessica Henwick did not deserve that kill shot. No. She was a whiny, annoying, pointless person the entire time. And then she just shows up and kills the main antagonist. Well, you see. Based on like. Because in college when they were all. This is is when we learned they all went to Harvard together. I don't care. They all went to Harvard. I don't care. John Page and Chris Evans became so bro-bro, and she was always like third wheel in it. That's such a stupid reason to kill someone. Right, because after that, that's when, and this is when all the resolutions coming with like the, the chip getting destroyed, and they make a deal to allow, uh, you know, the girl to survive, and et cetera. Yeah, she's I, like in some safe house or whatever. I wrote down in all caps and underlined, whole thing is messy <laughs> because this is where it's like you have all these threads this these plots that i've been willing to sit with you for for this entire movie and you just throw half of them away at the end you're like eh, not important yeah it's like well who's the guy that's actually in charge what happened to the chip this is all fine Richard Jean page is just gonna live and armis is just gonna they all got a what? they all got a, a slap on the wrist from joe russo in a conference room <laughs> right and it's just on with our day. I don't want to hear about this again. Goodbye. <laughs> That's it. I don't want That's to it. see you in here for a while. And even when all this is finally, uh, you know, resolved, Roger Jean Page, I wrote, is the biggest possible asshole. Uh, then uh, Six was in a high security, uh, Ryan Gosling was in a high security hospital cell. He breaks out of it. Surprise. And you know what? Good for him. <laughs> breaks out of it. Rescues <laughs> the girl. And that's the movie. Good God. <laughs> Are we ready for the quips? Again, notice how, like, there's little bits of plot throughout this movie. The majority of it, I'd say 75% of this movie is fight scene. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I still liked it. It's, I, it's I can't explain it. All right. Quips. Uh, I'm going to, let's see. Do you want to answer my question now? Should I repeat it? Yes. Go ahead. What size shoe are you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, what should I su- shoe are you? It's, uh, why, do you want to put it up my ass, or what is it? <laughs> it's a, <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling goes through many sort of just, like, natural <laughs> outfit changes where yeah. he, after a firefight, he, like, needs to change his outfit. Or after an explosion, he loses a shoe. And so after the first fight with Chris Evans, after he gets out of the, the trap door... He says to, to Chris Evans, what size shoe are you? And Chris Evans, while pointing a gun at him, says, why? You want my foot up your ass? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Um, let's see. I have oh, another one ready, but you can go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go chronologically through. This is after the plane fight. Mm-hmm. We cut back to Chris Evans taking a phone call on the plane with Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> he says, looks like you're going to need a new plane. <laughs> Uh, and then there's another thing I forget. What oh, no, the, no, 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 no. I forget what the word is. No. What? <laughs> what did I miss? Billy Bob Thornton says, "Looks like you're gonna need a new plane." Oh, that's. And Chris Evans throws the phone out the door. Says, "Looks like you're gonna need a new phone." <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> what? Ooh, got him. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton says a like a long SAT level word 
which uh, yeah, that one was funny. I like which Chris one. Evans described as an asshole word. That's true. I'm I'm adapting that into my everyday life. <laughs> I have another one, um, where Chris Evans is on the phone mm-hmm. with Ryan Gosling after Ryan Gosling has just survived the um parachute fight. Yes. And oh yeah, <laughs> Chris Evans says. Well, why don't you come on in? We can chat. My assistant will get some lunch. You like sushi? And Ryan Gosling says, no, I'm good. I just had some Skittles. Pretty good. What? Really? Um, Moving along, there's the ballsy when the grenade gets dropped. Oh, God. That was was cringe. Which precedes the what size shoe are you? Uh, When they get back to the Croatian estate to, like, plan the final fight, Chris Evans, quote, Rules don't mean dick to me. <laughs> and then he this was some... after he got a tranquilizer dart. And it's yeah. like, she says, why are you limping? Because I got shot in the ass, Suzanne. <laughs> is uh, is <laughs> what he exclaims. I'm going to steal that one, too. His, yeah. his, his best quips are when he's snapping back at Suzanne's bullshit. Because Suzanne, a.k.a. Jessica Henwick, just deserves it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in the Vienna shootout, when Chris Evans' team gets on the ground, Chris Evans, his command to them is, make him dead. I think you're forgetting a main one, or maybe you're just saving the, the cringiest one for last. Oh, no, that, the, the, the breakfast one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's a little bit later. That was my next one that I had here. This one was in the trailer, and I was waiting for this in the movie because I knew it was going to top my list. You want to make an omelet? You got to kill some people. When you're making an omelet, you got to kill some people. Sure. I mean, <laughs> how many people have you killed while making an omelet, Zach? Um, zero. <laughs> I have never made an omelet, so my kill yeah. record is good to go. <laughs> uh, the last ones I have, you already mentioned, uh, you douche. <laughs> you do. And let's see if these moves fuck. <laughs> Which... Uh... <laughs> And naturally, Chris Evans with these ones, so you can tell that the writing staff just really wanting to break him out of his Captain America stiff. Well, it's funny you say et cetera. that. Because here's, here's, what, here's another thought I had. <laughs> if he is a guy that went to Harvard to play football, why is he not talking in his Boston accent? Because if he went Boston accent, Chris Evans. Oh, my God. And he was just like the biggest asshole you've ever met in your life. Maybe he might have sold. Can you do the eggs one in a Boston accent Uh, right now? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) You want to make an omelet? You got to kill some people. I don't know about that. Uh, I wrote down that he's using his Steve Rogers accent. Yeah, there are some lines. That are a little more just like regular. Hi, I'm commanding an army. And then he, here's my team. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, he says like stand by for backup or yeah, something. So, and it's, stuff like that. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, that's Steve Rogers for sure. But mm-hmm. but then he really goes on the other end of the spectrum. Um, <laughs> you douche. We didn't talk a whole lot about Gosling's performance. It's kind of straightforward it's flat i mean not in a bad way it's just like 
I he didn't do anything that I didn't expect him well, to do. So uh, nothing out of the box. Something I've always liked about Ryan Gosling in 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 these action roles that I've seen him in and kind of where he's trying to play funny is he's he's always kind of understating it, a little undersold. Oh my god! Mm. Do you know who should have been Anna de Armas? Mm. Emma Stone. Mm. A Ryan Gosling Emma Stone team up would have been. Oh, I mean they've perfection. they've got they've got the fireworks. You know, La La Land's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's, that it's... and Crazy Stupid Love is one Crazy of Stupid mine. Crazy Stupid Love, of course. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> God, how did we not think of that sooner? Yeah. Um. I yeah he was he was fine. I I think maybe that's part of the thing is I I wanted a little bit more out of Gosling than I did. Um, I think he fits the role just fine. I just don't think he emoted enough. Yeah, but that's kind of the idea, I guess. Yeah, he's supposed to be kind of in the shadows. But and and again, when he's when he, Chris Evans's quips are him kind of like leaning into it, being a dick, and he's clearly eating it. Where as Ryan Gosling's are kind of like the dry, witty. Oh no, I I'm fine. I ate some Skittles. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he doesn't. There is a a quality reference to Chris Evans calling Ryan Gosling a Ken doll. <laughs> yes, that, <laughs> I forgot about that. Put a bullet in this Ken doll's head. I think is what he said. Yeah, which is Hilarious. I don't I don't know if they knew that then. But who cares? But that it's in the movie now with uh, you know all the Barbie pressed not pressed tour just like the, set the photos images. that have come out and yeah. and, and the Ryan fact he, Gosling he do doing press, press tour, with right. the bleach blonde hair. Oof, <laughs> poor guy. Well, not even the bleach blonde hair, but like with the bleach blonde hair with the roots showing through because mm-hmm. he you know he wrapped filming. Yeah, he's he's done. <laughs> um, other notes I have here. I obviously alluded to it several times, but in this is a facial hair movie. Ryan Gosling with the goatee. Don't know if that's his look. Yeah. Chris Evans with the mustache. Not sure if that's his look. Billy Bob Thornton with like the Colonel Sanders looking goatee going on. Stop. My note literally says BBT looks like Colonel Sanders. (laughs) Oh my god. Because like, he's got the goatee, but then he has the longer mustache where it kind of curls There's up with the sides. Also, a scene where he's wearing a white suit. Oh, is there? And that's yeah. what, Oh my god, I can't believe you wrote that down too. I didn't write that down, it's just what came to my mind when I was trying to describe I it. I wrote that down. Um Rachel John Page. Oh, he always has facial hair though. I guess that's not a really big deal for him. He looked fine. Friend, Honestly, I would have preferred no glasses. On Reggie John Page. But I would have preferred he'd just be like, I don't know. Why did it have to be the CIA? Why couldn't it be like, well, I guess it's based on a book. So that's what yeah. it is in the book. But if it was like Interpol, he could have just been British. Nobody would care. It just, it, it, it's one of those things where like, I remember the first time I heard Daniel Craig act in an American accent. And it's like, that's no, you're James Bond. No, 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 no. You don't get to do uh, other, other sounds. Um, is there anything else that's that stands out from your notes that we should get to? Oh, I the one thing I did like, and it was very clearly like very direct, but it was in the flashback, uh, when he and Claire are getting to know each other. Uh, I did like the portrayal or the the link of him to Atlas, the Greek god, uh, as the guy that's constantly pushing the boulder up the hill and. She asked, does he ever get there? And it's the answer to anyone that knows is, of course, no. And he says, not yet. We'll see sort of thing. 
meaning that he's playing the Atlas role trying to get up. I thought there's a lot of nice illusions in here, but I think maybe this is because it's a Netflix movie and there's just kind of less checks and balances on these sorts of things. But I think if this had gone through the, if this had been a, I don't know, a universal movie, pick your, pick your studio. It would have gotten more notes. And I think there would have been a lot of this that was maybe streamlined a bit more. And maybe some of these things that I don't like or didn't make sense could have been either nipped or tied back up better or something. I, th- I think there is something to the Netflix letting you do whatever you want. That as you, as we said, Joel, Joel and Anthony Russo really cooked here, but I think there's little bits and pieces that could have used with some supervision. Yeah, I agree with all that. I'm as much of a good time as I had. I, I wouldn't mind seeing it a little more polished. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, again, I just, I keep reading over my note. Anna, Anna de Armas just existing. Should have been Emma Stone. Again, she, she literally, I wrote that down. And then of course the very next set piece, she shows up and like starts having a more active role, but it's like. My only other note with her was that she had a Velma haircut. (laughs) Yeah. And once I connected that dot, I couldn't unsee it, but. Oh, I did write down Ken Doll's brain. <laughs> um, no, my those are all my notes. Yeah, just... I still had a good time. Um, I recommend you know if you want something fun, fun to watch, and you don't want to go to the movie theater for it, it is on Netflix from now until Judgment Day. Yeah, I think th- this is one that if you have that free time, do it. Like yeah. it, it's it's not a bad time. If all of your friends get together for a movie night and you yeah. haven't decided on something to yeah. watch because you've been discussing it for three hours, just take the remote while no one's looking and put this on, and then everyone will hopefully shut up. And see, this is I think that would be the best setting to watch it in because you wouldn't be paying attention as tightly. You you your eye would get caught by the big action sequences. You're all gonna laugh at the quips and you're gonna ignore the 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 plot heavy details. Uh, that that hung me up a little bit, but um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like despite my mid thumb and despite my my down thoughts on some of it, I enjoyed it. It's just not. I think this had so much potential to be something great, and it's just it's fine. Yeah, I, I thought it. it was good. I mean, um, my lack of interest in action movies aside, or maybe that's coloring my opinion a little bit. I don't know. I had a time. I had a good time. And that's our thoughts on The Gray Man on Netflix. Yeah. Give it a, give it a shot. It certainly took it plenty of its own. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, plenty of bullets fired. No, there, I, God. I, I, the one thing I wanted to do, like, I, it's one of these things that I only think of it, like, halfway through. I wish I had, like, started a kill count at oh, some point. Oh, God, no. Because it would have been very high, and then the the location count would have been nice to know. All right, uh, so what do we have coming up next? Should I open up the Regal app? Uh, what what we have coming up next? Well, next week, this upcoming weekend, we have DC's League of Super Pets. Or I could just open up the Regal app, and we can just see what's going on. Well, I know we have the DC League of Super Pets. That's the I think that's the only big release this weekend. Yeah. Um, and we've gone over this list a couple times now. It. We get we get some some dry waters here in the next few weeks. Um, something I didn't mention uh, in previous episodes. Oh, 
There's one that's coming hmm. out this same weekend called Vengeance. Oh, that's the one where BJ Novak like solves a murder. Oh, right. He go. He's like do, does the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That one could be cool. Yeah. Maybe we save that for for a next week to just yeah. spring along some content. Um, Better than League of Super Bad. Excuse you. Whatever. Could be following cinema. that will be uh, Brad Pitt's return to the big screen mm-hmm. in Bullet Train. Can't wait for that. That, I, that looks so good. That looks so good. And I feel like, I think I've said this before, I feel like this was just a project. I mean, you can just kind of tell from the trailers that Brad Pitt was just like, I'm just going to show up to work and have fun because yeah. it, and that's just what it is. I think that's the movie that I wanted the gray man to be. Yeah. I think like that looks like it could really soar. I can't wait for that. There's a bunch of like random Dragon Ball Z movies. Well, I do have tickets to Dragon Ball's super superhero. I'll be there on opening night. In if the anyone is interested in going, please comment on our <laughs> podcast post because I will not be attending. I might I might just do a fun <laughs> solo episode on that one. Just just for kicks. You know, it, it's maybe it's, it's I will to go mi- see the minions. <laughs> take don't, one for the team don't suffer for for that for yourself <laughs> um but yeah i mean one way or another we got plenty of things coming down the pike and when we do have a new movie that we've seen and it comes out where will people see our thoughts alex they will see our thoughts on our instagram page which is at a.z underscore movie review that's where we do all of our thumbs ups that's where we make all of our announcements. So if you want the latest information on what we are doing, head to a.z underscore movie review on Instagram. Every movie review, every podcast episode, that will be where it shows up first. We also have a Twitter feed, a underscore z underscore movie reviews, where we post a little. It's it. We're, we're trying to figure out the like Instagram. Commentary. We're trying to figure out the Instagram to Twitter uh, content uh, river, I guess because it's the way we do our Instagram reviews. It's hard to post them on Twitter, but we're, we're trying to figure it out, but we also post a little bit of news and notes when we find it. Let us know your thoughts. Should we get a TikTok? We've kicked around <laughs> a TikTok. Oh, uh, God, I don't think, I don't think we're too old for TikTok. Alex has yet to post a TikTok. She's about, avid, not true. I've posted watcher. one. Okay. About wrapping a Christmas present. <laughs> That's right. You did. Uh, avid watcher of TikToks. I either watch the TikToks Alex curates for me, or I see them when they show up on Instagram Reels. I do not have a TikTok. No, nobody cares. I, I'm just, you know, some of the people want to know what we do. No. Um, please <laughs> subscribe to our podcast if you're interested. Thank you so much for taking the time to get all the way through our yes. babbling of the gray man. Rate, review. Subscribe, like, rate, review. Tell your friends. Follow Smash us on Instagram. Smash that like oh. button. Follow us on Instagram. Leave comments. Let us know your thoughts about the movies. Let us know your thoughts about the podcast. We would love to continue to grow this and make it better. So any feedback is always appreciated. Yeah, let us know what you thought. I mean, again, thoughts on Comic-Con over the weekend. We had reviews of Nope. We had reviews of Where the Crawdads Sing. The Gray Man Today. DC League of Super Pets later. It's all, it's all coming. At the end of the day, we'll see you at the movies. See ya. See ya.